Hey, Bayview family and friends, welcome back to Weekend Wednesdays, the podcast that brings the weekend worship into your midweek. My name is Min Su Kang, and I'm your host for this week's episode. Welcome to episode four of season two of Weekend Wednesdays. So happy that you're joining us today. I just want to give a shout out to everybody who came up to me uh, during our church's barbecue. I was really, really encouraged by how many of you are actually listening to these podcast episodes and being blessed by them. So praise God. I'm so happy to hear that God is using these interviews, even the book of Esther, uh, everything that we've done so far to encourage you in your faith. That's ultimately the hope of this whole podcast. So thank you for all those who came up to me, encouraged me, and keep listening and share these podcast episodes with others. On this week's episode, we sat down with Jean Audia. And like our previous episodes with Chantel and Kim, Jean also shared his testimony on Easter. And so we sat with him to dig a little deeper into his story and how he's interacted with the topic of spiritual warfare. I hope this episode blesses your week and encourages your growth and walk with Jesus. Enjoy. Well, we are here with Jean Audia. Gene, thank you so much for joining us today. Well, you're welcome. It's a pleasure, and I'm so glad that we're here to talk about these things. How was your day today? Well, it's heavy traffic. I drive a truck for a living, and um, I love the job, but uh, no air conditioning in the truck right Oof. now. It's broken, but yeah, we shall survive. <laughs> <laughs> Gene, I invited you here uh, along with Kim, and I included this also in his introduction. Mm-hmm. Um, we heard a little bit of your story on Easter. And I felt like I just got a little bit of like the tip of the iceberg. Mm. And um, just with these podcast episodes, yeah, we're not going to have time for everything. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I wanted to give you some space to share a little bit more about your experience, especially as it relates to spiritual warfare. And so um, my first question to you is in your past, as you labeled it, sort of like a lifestyle of sex, drugs and rock and roll. How did that past affect your understanding today of spiritual warfare? Well, I mean, I can start by saying that, see, before Christ came in my life, there was no war. I mean, I followed the dictates of my heart, whatever pleased. I was my own authority. Feelings, emotions were the uh, things that were uh, running me towards happiness. And, of course, it's always an elusive thing, but I did not know that then. You could actually describe my life as uh, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. And, you know, I got to the point where, you know, I had everything, the wine, the women, the song, the houses, uh, monetary uh, wealth and stuff. And it was growing, uh, this emptiness uh, inside me. And as God was knocking on the door of my heart, I recognized there's got to be more to life than this. So as he was knocking on my door, I um, began to really look deep within me, and I I was empty. I didn't have anything except the pleasures. But even those things, it's like they almost have a shelf life Mm -hmm. that you continue for so many years, and that allurement, it just gets empty and, and dissipates. And, and so what, what's it all about? And I think, I, well, obviously, if God came at the right time in my life, because hmm. I was so eluded by the world's ways and uh, especially sensuality. Hmm. And that's a great segue because that was my next question to you is, 
knowing that you've experienced this deep sense of emptiness and that Christ was knocking on this door of your heart, how did he begin to sort of intercept and intercede and present himself to you in a real way? It was funny because I uh, landed on Christian radio as I'm driving and I began to hear things that I liked, but I could only take it in small doses Mm -hmm. initially. Mm -hmm. And as uh, that hunger grew, Christ was revealing himself that not only was he, you know, the way, the truth, and the life, but he could provide and fill the hunger within me. The appetites that were just taking me down the wrong road were quenched by his presence Mm -hmm. as uh, I continued to grow in his grace, uh, his knowledge. I just had a deep love for truth. And apologetics has become so dear and near to me. I love making a case for why Christ is who he claimed to be. Mm-hmm. And that has helped me so much on every level. Mm. So as a Christian now, and, and coming from a past of sensuality, of lust of the flesh, uh, lust of the eyes, as, you, as you've said, um, how has Christ equipped you um, to fight the spiritual battle against those things? Well, the relentless attacks of the enemy are, are just ongoing. They don't stop. Especially men, we're so visually wired, and it's so easy to fall prey to that. Mm-hmm. So unless you're aware of it and you're actively seeking to evade those things, now it sounds hard, but it's not that difficult. You know, accountability with people will help. If we're serious about it, you know, we have trouble with the internet, put filters, do whatever. But it's those things that even the world system just pours it onto us. Mm-hmm. And our own flesh just absorbs those ideas, those narratives. And it helps us to. It it goes against uh, what the Spirit of Christ is trying to do in us, and it just takes us off track. So there's so many distractions within the course of a day. So we need to be centered on the Word of God, whether you're reading it, whether you're listening to podcasts. Driving a truck has been a great blessing because I get the opportunity to listen to many good things. You're an avid listener of this podcast, too. I do, I do, that's right. (laughs) And thank you for doing that. Thank you for being on this. So whatever edifies your soul, renews your mind, strengthens you, okay, those are the good things that help us to fight whatever battle we're in. Mm. So the armor to me is one piece. All parts have to work together because, I mean, you can be heavy on truth, but if you're not living a righteous life, right living, well, it's going to negate everything that you're saying Mm -hmm. so all that piece has got to work together Mm. it takes work yeah it takes intentionality but christ has said you know take my yoke upon you and i will give you rest his burden is light Mm -hmm. you know the christian life doesn't have to be as complicated we just be aware of those things are out there that the enemy comes to yeah steal Mm -hmm. kill and destroy but Jesus has come to give his life. Yeah, you mentioned three things in your answer there that we have like three different enemies. Mm-hmm. We have Satan himself, 
our flesh and the world's systems. And you mentioned that for you, all the armor pieces need to be activated in order to fight well. So I'm curious, I guess your personal walk with God, like what does it look like for Gene to put on the armor as he fights against those three enemies? And, you know, maybe even like, what does your life look like when you're carrying on your day and you forget to put it on and you for it's like kind of out of your mind and you have to be reminded to put it on? Kind of like, what do those two different genes look like? <laughs> well, without the armor, when you're not presence of Christ uh, in the moment to moment of your life, we end up being a certain casualty, you know, to whatever is going on. Mm-hmm. I love that word abide you know, to stay close, to stay connected. See, Jesus wants us to relationally stay connected with him, you see? Because if that happens, we're not going to stray too far away. Mm. You know, there may be seasons of that. You know, we're we're all flawed human beings, and nobody's arrived, and Paul said that, not that I've attained, but he keeps on pursuing. Mm -hmm. See, having humility... And having perseverance are two great hallmarks of a Christian walk. Knowing your position in life, assessing your life. What has God given me? Where does he want me to be a participant in this kingdom? Be mindful of that. God loves to use us, and that's where the greatest joy is. So stay close to him. Mm -hmm. That armor will automatically be on as his presence guides us, that Holy Spirit speaking to us. He's continually speaking. question is, are we listening? Hmm. I love that you encased your answer in this idea of relationship. I've also experienced a battle with lust as well. And as a Christian person, as a Christian man, I have to be on guard. You know, those things don't just go away. And you know, a lot of the things that I've walked with in and got counsel around has a lot to do with putting filters, having accountability and stuff. But I think my own personal opinion is like, that's 50% of it. The other 50% is like, and maybe even more is like, you need to grow in your relationship Mm. with God. It's not just behavior modification, right? It's in addition to that, you're allowing God, your relationship with God to change your heart. I mean, my own experience with this I think the biggest thing was a change of heart. Right. Because if your heart is not changed, then you're still going to go back to those gods. Right. I I love that behavior modification. That's what religion tries to do. Right. See, from the outside, okay? And it may look good. Pharisees look great. Right. But you know what? Whitewashed tombs. Mm -hmm. But God is doing it internally. See, unless there is an internal change and i'm not talking about just you know some few reformations this has to be a dramatic a drastic transformation from within and only god can do that okay but we need to cooperate as pastor terry said in the last uh, sermon i think it was that we need to work out the salvation Mm -hmm. with fear and trembling roll up our sleeves Mm -hmm. we need to be such fervent participants in this kingdom. And God will work in us. To be a tool in the hands of God is such great joy to connect with people, to love people for who they are. Mm. We, We need to be thoughtful Christians. We cannot be naive about our faith. Mm. We need to love God for who he is, love people for who they are. And God will 
grow us to maturity ongoingly. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Gina, I'm a little curious, after becoming a Christian, uh, after God intervened in your life, what did your uh, battle, what did your particular experience with sensuality and lust look like? Well, I can honestly say it was rough because uh, had you walked in the hallways of my mind, even knowing Christ growing, my mind would not have been a family-friendly place. Mm. So it took time, perseverance, not that I've uh, you know, become holy, there's no halo on my head. <laughs> well, the, the struggle is real, but we don't have to feel defeated because God is always at work. And if we're willing, there are ways. Holy Spirit is continually encouraging us to live a holy life. So perseverance, humility, and recognizing that there is a problem there is God looks at the heart as we know. But we can make provisions either for the flesh or we can make provisions to move away from that. Mm -hmm. And we need to develop things, whether it's accountability, things that will nurture your mind. And understanding that uh, God cares about every area of your life. Uh, You're precious to him, and that flesh is going to war against us, but we can be victors, and we can uh, continue the walk, and God will never leave us or forsake us. As we wrap up this episode, you know, our listeners, men or women who, you know, maybe going through a season of battling with lust or battling with sensuality, what is one form of takeaway or of encouragement that you would like to say to some of our listeners that might be in that particular space? Find someone who's mature, who's trustworthy. See, because when the enemy loves to keep us isolated, Mm -hmm. You will never grow out of that. You'll always be stuck in that if you don't reveal it to somebody. Obviously, first and foremost to God. If you don't have anybody, ask him to bring somebody into your life. And that'll be a treasured gift. Mm. You know, See, we need to have transparency. We need to unfold our hearts to other people. That is so biblical. Now, you're not going to be able to do that with everybody. Forget it. Don't do that. <laughs> yeah. But if you have a trusted friend who understands you and is not going to judge you, that, I tell you, will be the beginning of nipping whatever you're going through in the bud. Mm. As we wrap up, Gene, I'm wondering if you can pray over our listeners, allow the Holy Spirit to guide you. But yeah, would you pray for the people listening to the episode and yeah, that God would move in their lives? Mm -hmm. Well, Father God, you know our hearts. You know where... It is that we fall short, uh, the abiding sins. Father, we pray that you would bring people in our lives, even one individual who's willing to hear us out, walk with us, so that we may overcome those things that just drag us down. Oh God, I pray that whomever is in need of help, that they would be willing to seek for that help, God. We know that your spirit is always at work, God, and we're so grateful for that. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.